Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. And on the line with us right now is Mayor Paige Cognetti of the city of Scranton. Mayor, thanks for joining us. How are you? Hi, Frank and Mark. How are you? <laughs> we're, we're doing great. Now, I know you just got finished with a uh, 2 o'clock event. You are now an official Tree City, right? Tree City. We've had the designation for uh, for a few years now. It started in 1986 under Mayor Wenzel. Took a bit of a hiatus there for a time, but now we're, we're back in the swing, and I'm very excited. Being from Oregon, I have a, a, an innate love for trees, so we're pretty excited. It's a green green city up here in Scranton. Yeah, when I when I was mayor of Troop, I wanted to get us involved in trying to be a tree city. It's a little more complicated. It's not so. It's, it's not something that's simple to get. What does it really mean? So it means that you have you, you are making the true investment in in trees, and of course, when we talk about trees, we're not just talking about beautification um, and and having our cities be pretty, which of course is important uh, for people to want to live here and stay here. But there's also the safety element, right? So as a city, we need to make sure that we don't have dead trees around branches, stumps where there are hazards because if you know somebody trips on a, a stump or a branch falls on them on a city property, that's our liability. So really, that's it's a lot of investment for safety um, and to prevent things like litigation, which I don't mean to laugh at, but it's, it's true. So I look at these budgets and I know somebody was saying to me, well, how, you know, how can you be working at, worrying about trees during a pandemic? And I said, you have to look at these things in terms of public safety. Um, but the, the true meaning part of it is that you have to spend $2 for every resident um, on tree and forestry. And mo- most of that is spent with, with the safety element of that. I know. It's an amazing program. Now, I can't believe the questions that are coming in. Most of them are text. But I want to point out that it wasn't me that asked you to do this. It was your office that said, hey, the mayor wants to come on and be accessible and answer questions from the listeners, which I really appreciate. You've been you've been trying to go out of your way with your town halls and everything just to kind of talk to people. Right. Right. That's that's something that I wanted to change when I came into office and being in this pandemic, this economic crisis has only accelerated the need for uh, the city and and me as, you know, kind of the spokesperson of the city to be in as much communication on as many different channels as possible. I think it's really important that we hear from our local leaders. There's a lot, I mean, as you guys just did the national news, there's a lot of national news out there and that is very important, but um, we have to be able to interpret what it means for us here in in our town. Well, I'm surprised that the number of questions that have been uh, sent in on this subject and, and it's, okay. co- it's coming from from restaurants yep. the, the rest you know the restaurants are concerned because right now they're doing their best but if the winter weather hits or cold weather hits or really rainy weather hits and they can't make their money outside they're going to be hurting what yep. what is happening with the restaurants in Scranton and what are you guys doing to help 
Yeah, it's just something that I am concerned about all of the time. And remember, I, you know, half of my household is the mayor and half of my household is the, the owner of a small business, uh, food business. So um, this is something that, that I'm thinking about constantly. And there's no, really no, no business can operate on 25%, right? Um, so a 20, 25% occupancy, um, if we even are able to do 25% occupancy during, you know, these coming fall and winter months, I'm very concerned about it. So right now we have, you know, we still have, we still have, I think, one grant available. We still have some loans available. There's those small things that we can try to do as a city. We try to always be pointing people to resources. Up here in Scranton at the university, there's a small business development center. They have great technical resources for small businesses. If you're looking to uh, figure out how you might be able to re refigure your business model or re, you know, really look at your finances if you need help looking at that and seeing what your what your your runway is. You know, can you survive being closed for three months? Can you survive being closed for six months? There are resources like that out there to help you. So we're trying to connect people to those. But at the end of the day, we really need another program, I think, like the PPP. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago we talked about the Restart Act. There's some things percolating down in D.C., but nothing, uh, you know, it seems like they're at a bit of a, a stalemate. Uh, we need more, uh, I think, assistance from the federal level because these saving, uh, saving these businesses right now is not something that, you know, a city government or even a state government is going to be able to do. I think we're going to need some more firepower at the federal level. Okay, we're going to take our first phone call, and Joe is calling. Joe, you have a question for the mayor. Yes, I do. Hello, Mayor. Uh, my question is this. Uh, Scranton native Joe Biden and Camilla Harris appear to be doing very well, while Mr. Trump appears to be struggling. So who do you think will win the uh, presidential election? <laughs> okay, we'll let you listen off here. Mayor, Joe Biden, Scranton native, what do you think? Um, who I think will win the presidential election. Well, um, thank you for your question, Joe. Um, I, I really think that this is a race for the next, I'm forgetting the number, 83 days or so. Um, I think it is really going to be a serious race. Um, I think that the, you know, it's hard to beat an incumbent no matter, no matter who it is or what's going on. So um, you know, the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, I think it's a, a very strong ticket. I'm glad to see that the, um, that the Biden campaign you know, finally is able to get those signs out that has the, the vice president added to them, vice presidential candidate added to them. I think it's going to be a tough race, though. You know, I, I, um, I, I've endorsed Joe Biden. I used to work in the Obama-Biden administration, so I, I very strongly believe that he would bring, um, bring uh, the policies that would help places like Scranton and help places like uh, northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, but policies are, are one thing. That's what you get into when you start governing. Um, the politics is another. And it is going to be a really intense 83 days. And um, both campaigns are really going to have to take their message to the people. And I, I always say this. Um, to We get a lot of calls from, from you know outlets that want to talk about Scranton. And a lot of folks I turn down because I can't spend all my time doing this. But I, I always say people in Scranton and northeastern Pennsylvania care. They care deeply. They are listening. They're not going to let people, you know, pull the, the wool over their eyes. They are listening and they're looking for the candidate who was authentic, who was taking it, telling it to them straight. And I, I think in this case, that's Joe Biden. I think that's Kamala Harris. But I, I really think it's going to be a tight one. Okay, here, here's an interesting question. This is going to probably, your answer might take the rest of the day. <laughs> this, is, this is from Kathy in the Hyde Park section of Scranton. And she <laughs> wants to know, Mayor, the Scranton has had the designation of a distressed city. And I'm concerned that with COVID-19 and the problems that we're having that will be distressed forever. Can you tell us what it means as far as taxes in the future? 
As far as taxes? Yeah, <laughs> I guess paying um, the bills. <laughs> well, the, the distressed status is, is a pretty technical um, technical name given to us by the with this program that we have with the state under Act 47. So it's a, it's a technical term, um, and I, I, I hate it when it kind of becomes like we have this status, so it means we're distressed. Well, you know, it's, it's more complicated than that, and the, the, the saying that we're distressed under Act 47, there's some technical things that we can do um, to potentially no longer be uh, under that act, I would probably by 2022, uh, which is great. But even if we were to leave distressed status, which we, we may do um, after 18 months from now, it doesn't mean that we're, we're out of the woods. We have um, in Scranton, we have until the pandemic, we were we were we're really confident on our, our current cash flows and, and doing pretty well. We, we, there's some some great work that was done before I took office um, on the, the more of the current uh, liabilities. Of course, with the pandemic, like every government entity and, and every business, really everybody's dealing with uh, revenue shortfalls, and we're we're trying to figure out how, what that looks like in 2020 now and 2021 as well. But the, the biggest thing, uh, Kathy, is the long-term liabilities, and this is something that was was would have been true whether we were talking in this month or in March before the pandemic. We have um, hundreds of millions of dollars of long-term liabilities here in the city, and it's it's unclear how we're going to be able to pay those down over time um, and still get to the goal, which I would like to get to, where we could we could hopefully lower taxes. Um, I, if, I would never, and I have never promised to lower taxes because I just am not going to over-promise things. I certainly hope that over time, though, we can do that, that we can reduce expenditures, that that we can collect better on the taxes that we charge. That's a big piece of, of something that, that we can do. We just hired a, a treasurer that will come on replacing uh, the re- current treasurer who's retiring. He's done a great job. We have someone coming in that's a CPA. She's coming from the Auditor General's office. We worked together down in D.C., or excuse me, down in Harrisburg for Eugene D. Pasquale. Um, she'll be a key, critical part of, of trying to figure out how can we collect more efficiently. If we get more collections of what we are charging already, then hopefully that too would help us um, take down those that tax burden over time because I know we're overtaxed. Um, the property taxes are too high. The wage tax is something that we've we've got to figure out how to whittle that down over time. Tony from St. Anne Street in uh, in West Grand and also wants to know your police chief is now the head of security for Lackawanna mm-hmm. College. Can you give us an update on the police department? So I am. Um, it is so hard. You know, we, we laugh we laugh about it because if you don't laugh, you know, you'll cry. But, um, you know, we just, we get one thing going. We're so excited. You know, Mary Jo Sheridan's coming on as treasurer. And then it's Carl Graziano says, oh, my gosh, the job that, that I wanted to retire with is, has come early. So, you know, you won and won, right? Wins and losses. You, you got uh, Carl Graziano is an incredible police chief, and he is just a, a true pillar of this community. And um, I've been able to um, take the news in the last few days because he's still going to be right up the street. He'll still be working with us here at the city. Um, still, you know, as public safety for Lackawanna College, really, truly still a part of public safety in the city. So that's that's excellent. And uh, we've got some work to do to um, figure out how to, to move forward. But, I mean, we have an excellent, excellent police department that... Um, um, has been under chief's leadership for nearly a decade, and uh, I'm very thankful for that. Okay, quarter to Mayor. Hang on just a second. We got to sure. pay some bills, and we'll be back with more phone calls. Mayor Paige Cognetti, eight eight three zero zero nine eight. You can text in your question, or you can talk to her directly. She'll be with us for the next few minutes. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back on WILK. <laughs>
12 minutes now before 4 o'clock. Mayor Paige Cognetti is with us of the city of Scranton. Mayor, I, I'm just curious. This is a personal question. There, there's no doubt that you are a hardworking person. I mean, anytime we reach out to you, you're, you're, you're accessible, you're available. You're always bugging us with stuff that you're doing. How the heck are you balancing this? I mean, you're a new mother, you're a wife. I mean, it, it must be consuming you. I mean, I'm a busy lady, I'd say. I would admit that. But I think everyone is, right? One thing I, I think about a lot, you know, in the evening when I'm with my, my daughter and my husband and cleaning up and just now it's seven months, I think, that I've been a mom. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is this is what this is. And I've always been amazed by my mom and other people, usually mothers, who just clean all the time. And now I get it, that you just it just becomes second nature. I'm just cleaning the house constantly while I'm on the phone, while I'm doing other things, while I've got the baby on one hip. We're just constantly <laughs> cleaning. So, <laughs> And I think it's probably, a good, uh, it's probably a good outlet for me, too, is the constant cleaning. <laughs> yeah, it, go, it goes by fast, I know. Uh, Mary Jo wants to know if the University of Scranton, if Lackawanna College, if Marywood, any other schools are in touch with you to, to get your coordinated efforts when they are planning to reopen, because what they do is going to depend on your support. Yeah, absolutely. We just uh, just yesterday had one of our biweekly calls with all of the universities. We actually get on the phone, not just with our universities and colleges and the uh, school district, but also with uh, the hospitals here. So Geisinger and Moses Taylor, the medical college, all join our calls as well, um, as, as well as others, like Wright Center and, and as well sometimes, to talk about all this as a, as a group, as a community, both health, both the, the medical community and the educators. So we're, we're in constant touch about their plans from the public health side and then also from the um, public safety side. So yesterday, you know, Carl Graziano, our chief, still our chief uh, for another month, uh, was on the phone and we're, we're trying to, to think through how we can best uh, support the universities as they try to tell their students, hey guys, you know, we can't be partying like normal. So we're trying to all be part of a solution together. We have a great working relationship and I'm uh, grateful to all of the leaders of all of the schools of every level. They've been really put through the ringer this summer, and uh, I think I, I think it's been hardest on them in these last couple of months. Okay, rapid-fire questions here that are coming okay. in. Uh, number one, will the police department be defunded or abolished or cut back in any way? Where's the fire chief for Scranton? Who is the fire chief? Uh, these are the questions that are coming in. Is okay. Harrisburg going to bail out Scranton or Washington, and are they talking to you? Okay, so uh, where do we start? The police. So yeah, I, the defund the police uh, movement is, is um, I'm not sure where what, where that stands, but defunding the police is certainly not the, the, the type of, uh, it's not the phrasing that I, I think makes, makes sense for, for police departments and for cities. Uh, we already have a, a very progressive police department. We already have most of the policies, uh, the use of force policies. We already have those in place, the ones that many of these organizations have been pushing for. We can still go farther and we can still look for ways that we can um, do our best to make sure that nothing like uh, like uh, improper use of force happens here. You can you know never say never, but we, we continue to try to improve and we'll continue to work with the police department and whomever I, I bring in as police chief, um, I'll, you know, I'll want that person to be as forward-looking um, as Chief Graziano, if, you know, if not even more so. But the defunding piece is, is 
is not the right, right way to, to think about it because when we look at the budget, I have the budget right here. You know, most, I think it's, it's, it's most of the budget, I mean, we're talking in the 90 percentile of, of the budget is for salary and benefits. And I don't have any uh, desire to pay police officers who put their lives on the line every day any less than, than they're being paid right now. Um, most of the budget is in that. And people want good technology. They want cameras. We have body cameras here in Scranton. We've had them for a couple years. They're so, so useful. And they're, they're, so, they're good for the community and for, for the police department. Those cost money, right? So I don't, I don't see where defunding is, is quite the, the right way to think about it. Um, certainly not abolishing. But all of that said, we do need to look at ways that we can help provide resources in the community. I think that there's, um, there's different programs out there that have worked well where if, if a call is a mental health call, um, you know, I don't, I don't see us just sending out a social worker, just a social worker anytime soon, but are there social working, social services that we could be utilizing and partnering with more to answer some of these phone calls in a, in a little bit of a different way? But certainly not, not uh, anything that would be defunding the police um, and certainly never anything that would be um, trying to take away from what our police officers do every single day. I would say that the same with the fire department. I swore in nine new firefighters on Tuesday, and as I stood there with their families, I felt for um, those families, and it would be very difficult if, I, if my husband left every day for a, um, a, into a police car, into a firehouse where, where his life was on the line. The same would go if, if it were me and, and he was the one that was watching me do that. These are extremely dangerous uh, roles. They're very important to our city. They're very important to the city of Scranton, and I, we're not looking to defund anything or take away from um, what's, what is a very, very serious and dangerous set of jobs. Fire chief? Uh, uh, acting fire chief is John Judge. Um, so he, we have an acting chief, um, and he is doing a great job. He's really helping us right now as we talk about the budget, um, helping us put together the budget for 2021, and I uh, very much appreciate working with him. Um, the other, oh, I'm forgetting. You have to remind me well, what the next one was. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, no, I don't know what your schedule is, but uh, can you hold on on the other side of news to take a couple more questions? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm going to put you on uh, on hold, and then we're going to take a break for news. And Mayor, if you're listening, the questions are about the bailout from the federal or uh, the state government, how it's going to help, when it's going to come. And then we got a tough question that's coming towards you. And, and let's see, this is Tony who says... Uh, my son graduated from college, and I'd really love him to live close to me, but why should he buy a house in the city of Scranton when the taxes are going up so high? And he's, he's entering the school district. So you can think about those. We'll take a break, and we'll be back. Ten minutes after 4 o'clock, and on the line with us from City Hall is the mayor of the city of Scranton, Paige Cognetti, and she is taking your questions. Either you can call or you can text us. The number is 883-0098. And, Mayor, we got a bunch of questions here, and I'll start with this one from Michael. Ask the mayor if she will do something about the neighborhood blight in the 200 block of North Bromley Avenue in Price Street. I am serving on the steering committee for improvements of West Scranton, sponsored by NeighborWorks. The quality of life and transportation safety is so important to our community. Thank you. Oh, Frank, are you there? Yeah. Did you hear the question? North Bromley, you said, right? North Bromley, yeah, North Bromley Absolutely. and Absolutely. So we actually I was very close to, to, to that area uh, last week. For We have our new Scranton Together Neighborhood Initiative 
Uh, we've been to, I think, five locations so far this month, and we'll be doing another one tomorrow, 10 to 12. We'll be doing them Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, throughout the, the next uh, month and a half or so, and maybe even into October if we can. We're taking all of, basically, it's nearly all of the city departments to the different neighborhoods. Uh, it's very, it's, it's been a, a really cool program so far, and I get to go, I, I get to actually go, which is fun, because I get to just you know, wear a t-shirt and, and answer answer questions um, and talk to people in real life, which is nice. Everybody wears masks, of course, in distance, but um, Bromley came up. Uh, one of the neighbors came uh, came to, to talk about um, Bromley, and we took that information down. While, while we're at these, at these uh, neighborhood initiatives, while we're there, we have complaint forms, and we have a great group of interns who's taking down all they take down all the complaints we've gotten dozen dozen of dozens of late complaints so far so we're working to follow up with the neighbors um, and then internally we're working very hard on blight broadly to make sure that our inspections our economic development community development and our legal teams are all um, working from the same sheet of music using the same information figuring out the process uh, where where things are at where we can move where we can fix something help somebody fix something or is there a situation where there's a house that you know maybe has been condemned for a long time or is burned out and needs to come down. Um, is it already on a demolition list? Can we get it on the demolition list? What are the steps we need to do there? I know that Bromley has a lot of issues. That's definitely um, on the on the list. Um, I know I know that that's a, a real issue, and we're we're trying to to do everything as a process here, right? We're trying to look at all of our processes, talk to each other, improve our own technologies so that we're not spinning our wheels trying to track that information, that we have all the information about any different property uh, in one place where I can look at it, an attorney can look at it. Uh, we're not um, kind of all over the place. So it, there's a technology solution, and a lot of it is just focused, and we're very focused on Blight. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to combine about three or four questions uh, into, okay. in, into one. Uh, I mentioned before the break, Tony called and said he wants his son to buy a house, but he's concerned about the taxes. Someone else called and said, I can't sell my house. Nobody wants to move into Scranton. Someone said the city is crushed by city and school taxes. What are you looking to do to lower them? We have more trouble moving into the city, renters and crime following them. What are you doing to combat it all? So I would say that I'm interested about not being able to sell the house, and that goes back to Blight. I know that there are some homeowners who have uh, been trying to sell, and they're, the, it's not that their house hasn't been kept up, it's that their neighbors haven't been kept up, and that's not fair, and that's why one of the reasons why we are, are so focused on working on our processes here so that we can um, work on the Blight, we can make the, get those, dump, those places demolished so that those are out of, out of the neighborhoods for health and safety, but also for property values. Um, I have heard really good things from realtors about the, prop, the the housing market, though, that there are a lot of houses, and I follow this on, on Zillow. Um, there's a lot of houses that are popping up and getting snapped up within a matter of days or, or just a few weeks. So there there is there are a lot of uh, – it's a seller's market right now in Scranton as well as, as a lot of places, I think. Like a lot of people do want to move to a place like Scranton. Um, what I would say, though, to um, – I think it was you said Tony talking about his college son, um, while, while – we have a, a long way to go with taxes, and as I said, we're working on. We have to, how do we how do we whittle away at the wage tax? How do we whittle away at the property tax over time? A lot of that's on us, and that's being more efficient with our operations. That's being um, that's really looking at our expenses and th seeing are there things that are there services we can offer at the same level for less money. Uh, there's those types of expenditure side things. Um, the more revenue.
revenue we can we can get in with economic development with more people moving here um, that that'll help too that's that can't do everything but I, I do think that we are a community that people want to be in I think Scranton is known for um, being a place that it, it's where family is strong if you move to Scranton you're a part of something uh, it's a very walkable city so whereas if you're deciding between a an outlying borough or Scranton if, if you move into Scranton you can walk to a store you can walk to a restaurant uh, you can walk downtown you can you know if you work at uh, a variety of places you can live and work in the same neighborhood not not every place has that especially in this area so I think there's I think that's very desirable and the prices here you can find homes for lower prices and that's in part because of the taxes I think if you if you make the calculations if you do the math over time the taxes might be a bit onerous and we'll We'll do our best to work on that, but the, you're buying a house for less money than you would in one of these other areas, and I think the math actually checks out in a lot of cases. Um, the other piece is there are a lot of programs, and this is something that we're pushing at these neighborhood meetings. There's a lot of programs to help uh, fix up property. So if if this um, if Tony's son were to buy a home, he could access some maybe the beautiful blocks blocks program, or maybe take advantage of the home buyer program, um, because Scranton does have some some lower to more moderate income. Areas. Areas, there's actually a lot of programs out there to help you um, buy a home and fix it up than, than would be in other places. Uh, question, and I'm not sure I understand it. Uh, uh, what is the story, Mayor, with the Black Lives Matter street signs that are all over the city? So uh, the Black Scranton Project put up some uh, very creative, they're, they're cool signs, um, they, but they put them on, uh, on public property. So those are coming down um, so I, and, the, and the, the leader of, of Black Scranton, and I spoke about it, and, and Glennis Johns is, is a, a great advocate um, and a great community leader. She, know, she knows that they have to come down because they're on public property. She gets that. Uh, so those will be coming down. They should be coming down um, today, I think, if not before, and uh, we'll be returning those to her. But um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's an important movement that I, I fully support. We, I, I'm going to have to send you a list because all of a sudden I got a bunch of people who said, I, I need my street paved. Here's my street. Here's my street. Here's my street. <laughs> oh, so what, what, is, what is scheduled for street paving? And doesn't that depend on state money coming to you? So we have, we do have, we did get um, pre-pandemic. We got our liquid fuels money. Uh, COVID set us back, um, set everybody back really with um, with a lot of projects and paving. We we have some paving that's happening um, this year, but part of our paving project is is going to be kicked to the spring. Uh, we weren't able to we weren't able to get all of that done. And doing it later, we the prices were going up. We wouldn't have been able to do it um, for the price point that we're looking for. So we'll be. We're having to do some of the paving next spring, but um, we'll get it done. And I, I know it drives me crazy, too. In the meantime, though, while we um, aren't able to do as much paving as we would have um, if COVID hadn't happened, we are uh, starting a street signs program. I think that we've replaced, I know it's at least 110 stop signs, and we're, we're really starting to go at the street signs themselves. A lot of them are missing. A lot of them are not of the reflective um, letters that you need for EMS. So we are we're going to, to get to the street signs. We have we have the, the hard work done and that we have the data where we know where the worst ones are and we're gonna be replacing those. So lots of lots of improvements coming. COVID, you know, hasn't been our friend on some of these things. But uh, if people wanna, you know, talk about their, their own street, that's what our Scranton three one one email is for. You can send an email to Scranton three one one at scrantonpa.gov and we'll we track we track the complaints that come in. All right, let's go to the phones. Lee calling from Scranton. Lee, what's your question for Mayor Cognetti? Well, I made a request to the mayor and to the council 
to place on the ballot the ability of the residents to abolish the home rule charter in the city of Scranton. And, you know, the mayor and the council has the ability to do that, but I haven't received an answer as to whether yes or no. And, you know, instead of having to collect all the signatures to put it there, because you can change the the city classification from two to three, and you can change the way the city is taxing its residents and cut the amount of tax the residents are paying, paying instead of trying to get the court, you know, to look at this issue like Judge Gibbons did and determine that the city was millions and millions of dollars overtaxing. And then, of course, the mayor went and did an appeal, and then the court refused to hear it, and then they sent it down. And I just think it's time for the residents in the city to make up their mind if they want to go to become a class three city and change the, the amount of taxes and the way they're taxed. And I was wondering if the mayor supports that or doesn't support it and would or would not put it on the ballot. Okay. You can listen off air. Mayor, your, your response. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot, we have a lot of work to do right now to fix, fix our, get our, get our house in order at city hall with all these processes and try to get um, get ourselves to a point where I think we can look at things like that. We're not we're not there right now. Um, we have to take coming in COVID or no COVID. We needed to come in here. Really, our, our truly one project that we're doing is matching the VIN numbers of our, of our vehicles to our insurance policy. We are starting kind of from scratch on a lot of these things. So we need to take the time to fix the things that we can fix right now. And I think there there could be a point we uh, where we start to look at some of these bigger picture things uh, we've had to choose and prioritize what we what we can deal with right now and uh, right now we've, we've got to figure out what's what's in front of us and always working toward the long-term goals of reducing taxes um, and potentially you know re reevaluating the home rule charter and the class of our city is one of those things I'm, I'm absolutely open to reviewing any any ideas and, and any any um, potential options that are out there that could help the city but that's not something that we're able to, to bite off right now. Okay, a question about animal control officer. Do you have one and they're asking if there's going to be a second? We do have an animal control officer, yes. Um, that is not something that I've um, a second one is not somebody that I, something that I've, I've gotten to yet in our new budget planning um, but I uh, we we'll, when we get to that we'll, we'll see if there's a need for that okay bailout federal or state <laughs> are they helping you I mean are you counting on it does it look hopeful what's what's happening mm. well I sadly I don't think we can count on it I uh, we've been lobbying hard uh, at the for the, the Senate to understand uh, that we need that direct financial assistance uh, to come to cities. And I, you know, they're not coming back until after Labor Day, which is frustrating. So I'm certainly not counting on it. I, I think it'd be foolish to count on it, but I am cautiously optimistic that something will come. But it needs to come directly to the cities. I, I think we know it's not because there's, it's, it's not because it's not anybody up the chain's not um, doing a good job. It's just that you need, we're the ones here in Scranton, um, Wilkes-Barre, other cities uh, in Pittston, that we know what our community needs. We know what our budget's look like we know what it what it's going to take to keep the lights on and um we're happy to have any parameters you know of course something that was a few weeks ago was all oh, we don't want you people to use it to shore up pensions that's not what would happen we're happy for all those parameters we just want the the um certainty that we will be able to meet our obligations and be able to provide all of our essential services uh, for the rest of the year and in 2021 so Okay. Counting on it, but still need to be lobbying. And, and those of you out there that, that think that that's important, 
important. Um, you know, we need you to, to call your senators and, and say, you know, this, this really is important to us. Okay, Bernie Scranton, you have a question for Mayor Cognetti. Oh, uh, yes. Good afternoon. Uh, thank you, uh, Frank. Uh, good afternoon, Mayor Cognetti. I'm a big supporter of yours. I voted for you and have supported you all along, and I'm truly impressed with the job you've been, do you've been doing. And I have to commend you. You were handed quite a plate full of obstacles going into this job, and uh, uh, I can only give you uh, high marks and uh, congratulations for trying to get the city back on its feet with all those obstacles that you had to overcome. Um, my question is, uh, are emerging people it's, uh, to support the city, center city with our little businesses and restaurants as best we can. I'm hoping an effort could come out of City Hall to bring some excitement into the downtown. I know with all the restrictions, it's very difficult. But um, I, I just feel so sorry for these little businesses as they're trying to regain ground in the midst of this pandemic. And um, I'm just hoping people will start coming back to the city uh, to shop. And uh, hopefully our movie theater, uh, the Scranton Art House, will reopen. Um, everything's going to come back to normal. And I uh, just want to commend you on the good job you're doing. And um, I just hope there's some uh, initiative maybe out of City Hall, too, get the city's uh, a little fire under the city to um, invite people to come back into the, the downtown and shop and eat and maybe go to a movie. And uh, another question, I hope you're going to run for a second term or is that too? <laughs> okay, Bernie, let's let's get to the question. Go ahead, Mayor, because we're running uh, well, out of time. Go ahead. Thank you. I, that, that You made my day. I appreciate that. Uh, you, you know, you do this job uh, seven days a week and um, it, believe me, it, it means something when somebody says you're doing a good job. So thank you. Um, I am absolutely running for office um, uh, to, to stay in this office um, in 2021. We have a lot of work to do as we've laid out. Um, so I will absolutely absolutely um, be hoping to, to be here for um, a, you know six years at the least so um, on the downtown piece uh, we we are you know we, we did the thing where you absolutely can go, don't need to pay for the permit to go out onto the sidewalk if you're a restaurant a bar a retail outlet uh, we, we have not closed any streets we shopped that around to our downtown businesses and no one uh, not no one but the consensus was that they didn't want the streets to be closed um, we're looking we're gonna see if there's there's another way we can do it maybe using some of the the alleyways um and try to try to draw to make to do something there what's difficult the, the challenge though is i can get really excited about this and then i have to realize like oh yeah the rules the covid the pandemic uh, we still have to be careful we're not creating kind of creating a festival um inadvertently so we have to, to do it very carefully but um that that first that first round in june people didn't really want to do it but i think that we should go back to them and, and we're i was actually just on the phone about this earlier um go back go back and see maybe if there's a little bit more interest as we go into the fall uh, but I, I agree it's it's just been devastating to have festivals canceled and and those types of things um i know some people are coming down for 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 food and that's awesome but a lot of people are you know are nervous too um and still just doing takeout but we need people to continue to support the businesses and that's why when we talk about a need for um more funding more of something like a, a ppp that's a longer term for these bars, these restaurants, these theaters, places that really cannot be open um, until this, this thing is kicked 
And so whatever we can do to help get resources to those businesses, we will. Uh, what, I, what I love is, is the creativity. I know the Scranton Fringe Festival is going to be having um, a, a cool thing where they're going to be performing behind store windows and people can gather uh, around and watch the performances at distance, so small groups. So there's a lot of creativity out there, and I appreciate that. Um, but, it, you know, part of this is just hard. We just, we've had to cancel a lot of things, and we have to continue to stay safe. All right, Mayor, we are out of time. Well, that was a fast hour. Thank you for joining us. I hope we can do it again soon. Oh, I, I enjoy it. I appreciate it. And um, you guys, that be well. Stay safe. Thank you. You too. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t